lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. 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 Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, This is Intelligent Rebellion. Howdy, 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 folks. It's Rhea here. Um, today is a kind of episode, uh, but I'm going to take you through uh, an article which I released on the 7th of October of this year. And there was a lot of moving and shaking in the compo industry in our world during that time because iCare announced the selection of claim service providers for the workers' compensation scheme in New South Wales. They put out a LinkedIn post on the 6th of October and the very first line says, after a comprehensive tender process, IKEA has selected Alliance, DXC, Employees Mutual Limited, Gallagher Bassett, GIO, and QBE to manage claims for the nominal insurer scheme subject to the contract execution. This is the next step, they say, in a major reset that will improve outcomes for injured workers, give employers great choice of providers, and increase financial sustainability over time. Firstly, Congratulations to everybody who won this tender because, and to the many, many humans who have spent countless of hours in preparing the document. For someone who's been involved in tender processes, it's not easy and it's super difficult. So first off, hats off to everybody who was involved um, with their organizations in putting those, those documents together. I was also really glad to have seen the announcement um, that I immediately started writing my article and then released it. There had been whispers amongst our community. And now, ta-da, here is the announcement. Alliance DXE EML. Oh, my. GB, GIO, and QBE. Oh, my. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. It is definitely time for me to start updating my case manager contact list. The post goes on to say, iCare CEO and Managing Director Richard Harding said, our aim is to lift competition between providers to drive improved performance and better care for injured workers. My initial thought was a competition. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a good competition? Admittedly, I was a bit of a smarty pants and I did post a comment on the iCare's post, which said, let the games begin. Though, in between the time that I was writing and drafting the article and the time that I actually published it and made it live online, it appears as though my comments, along with a few other comments, um, had disappeared. Now, I don't know, this could have just been a bit of a glitch in the matrix. Agreed though, agreed. Competition is a very good thing for our industry and I do hope that lifting competition also achieves all of the things for all of the people. I mean, the problem that we have is that competition could also bring out the worst in humans. For many, many years, the New South Wales workers' comp system has been a bit of a wild, wild west. It's been plagued by poor claims management, service providers behaving badly, and a revolving door of professionals. I heard that the attrition rate at one of these scheme agents, one of the named six, was 20% per year. So let's just chuck that into a bit of context. For every 100 employees that they bring on board, 20 of them will leave every single year. (laughs) 
like ouch. So the post continues on. Improving outcomes for injured workers is the top priority for eye care, and when it comes to supporting those with psychological injuries, it's important to understand the vastly different challenges they face, Mr. Harding said. I think it's great, absolutely great for eye care to announce that their top priority is improving outcomes for injured workers. I mean, I'm so glad that we've cleared that up, especially for those in our industry those people out there whose top priority appears to lay elsewhere. I mean, improving outcomes to injured workers benefits every part of our industry and also our society. With the announcement, this one particularly, and the one which is in partnership with the Australian Rehab Providers Association, or ARPA ARPA, for the Workplace Facilitated Discussions, ICA have finally finally, finally acknowledge the need for specialized support and rehab for those with a psychological injury. And yes, duh, they do face vastly different challenges. I mean, there's already a stigma attached to workers' compensation, and just saying those words out loud invokes those scrunchy-up faces of disgust by most members of the public. And because having just the one stigma of being on workers' compensations is just not enough, For those who have a psychological injury, there is also the bonus stigma of having also being diagnosed with a psychological injury. So with the acknowledgement and the focus on psychological injury by eye care, I hope, I truly, truly, genuinely hope to never hear the words, oh, don't open up the psychological can of worms, uttered ever again. For infinity, no returns. The next part of the post says, four of the six claims providers will provide specialist psychological claims capability with skilled and experienced case managers dedicated to managing psychological claims. We will also be publishing performance results, which will drive competition and make it easier for businesses to choose the claims providers who can give their injured workers the best care and support to help them return to health and work. My curiosity is piqued. I want to know, and I'm super curious about who are the four of the six of the providers, and I'm even more curious about what are the skills and experiences of these specialist case managers. My technical wish list for these people would include some sort of medical, allied health, or health-related background, preferably in psychology-related fields, some previous clinical experience some case management experience or and workplace rehab experience and at least three years experience in all or most of what I've just listed through. However, I would blissfully abandon that technical wish list for an actual human person, an actual human person who has lived in the actual real world for a while. You know, someone who has some life experience in, in say, a service role or a care- caregiving role. You know, someone who's really good at listening and someone who can easily pass the good human test. Because it's really easy to teach someone technicalities and processes and procedures and and check off a bunch of ticks. It's really difficult to teach someone how to be a good human if it's already not innately within them. And there it is. Have a look. There's that word again. Competition. So since I care have announced that they're going to be releasing performance results, could I make just a few little suggestions that those results are are clear and easy to read and simple to translate, please? 
I mean, transparency or a lack of has been a bit of an issue in our industry. And honestly, who the heck has the time to pour through pages and pages and pages of outcomes data? Personally, I'd also like to see a very simple rating scale, maybe like the ones that they use in the school reports, you know, E equals exceeds expectations and S is satisfactorily meeting expectations and NI needs improvement. What would be really awesome is one of those column graph ranking the scheme agents against one another and also against the average performance. That would be really cool. And, you know, those little graphs, that would be something akin to the NAPLAN results that they use. Just a little side note, since ICAM made that decision, I have very much enjoyed not receiving the SMSs requesting my feedback after every single phone call made to a scheme agent. And for someone like me who calls scheme agents multiple times per day, those messages did become quite tiresome. ICARE's post then rounds off and it says, this milestone is a part of ICARE's broader improvement program to enhance workers' compensation. It expands on earlier initiatives like hiring more case managers to enhance support, testing a first response service for small to medium-sized businesses that supports early return to work planning, and introducing a professional standards framework that offers case managers learning and career pathways to further strengthen industry-wide capability, expertise, and capacity. Here's another side note. On the, on the post, they actually use little emojis next to those things, and it's really cool, and I really like it, and it's way better than dot points and numbered lists. Now, I've always said that the spirit of the system is great, and that's why I continue to work in Compo. I mean, it's also the reason why I'm critical of the system and critical of the bad professionals working within it. It's also a reason why I celebrate progress and the good professionals within our industry. Hand on my heart, I believe good work can be done. And I believe good work is currently being done. And like most industries, we could always do better with a few more people. And hiring more case managers to reduce that attrition rate and to enhance support is a really good start. But speaking of hiring, we must also recruit the people who possess the attributes to enable them to thrive in these roles. Compo is not for everybody. And a career in Compo needs to be seen as such, a career. We must invest as an industry in developing both professional and personal skill sets, in discovering people's superpowers, and then empowering the current workforce, the generation, the people like me, to lead the next generation. Additionally, our industry must be diverse by design so we can then better service the entire community. Many years ago, scheme agents had a version of what looks like this new first response service. They would engage workplace rehab providers upon receipt of lodgement of a claim, and they expected these assessments and proposed return to work plans to be developed within 72 hours of that referral. This was a single service with a quick turnaround, and a worker who required further rehab support would be able to access that through any ongoing services. Small to medium-sized businesses greatly benefited from this very immediate intervention and support because it also allowed them to access the small business support services, which are only usually available within the first 13 weeks of a claim. 
Now, for all you evidence-based practice people out there, and I know you're out there, there's lots of you, research has suggested that early intervention does lead to better outcomes. I know, right? Duh. And finally, the professional standards framework. This is a very sexy looking document. It's got lots of pops of color, pink being one of them. And as people know, pink being my favorite color. And it is a super easy to read document and a super digestible document. Hey, I care, Sarah, copy and paste that document template for when you're reporting outcomes data, because it's amazing. The professional standards framework outlines topics of positive connections, empowered leadership, holistic case management, scheme regulation, bringing best self and business enablers. As I was reading through the framework, it, it actually much reminded me of Sarah's retro circa 2017-2018 motto, social heart, commercial mind. <laughs> Does anybody else remember that? This year, 2022, Sarah has been releasing training for the elements of this professional standards framework. And if you are listening to this or you've read the article and you've done the training, can you please reach out to me? There's a training done through the Personal Injury Education Foundation um, because I'm really super interested in learning more about sort of what that framework looks like and how they're teaching all these different topics um, within the, the framework. And as we always do, we always end with optimism. I think we can do it. Like, I really, really think we can do this. It begins with our industry, our whole entire industry, genuinely no fucking bullshit, wanting to do a better job. And it continues with wanting to improve outcomes for the injured workers. And even if those outcomes come at a cost to our business goals and to our bottom lines, it's not going to be easy. And we'll all need to chip in and do our own little bit. But if we do it, if we actually get this done, imagine how fucking awesome it's going to be. The Intelligent Rebellion Podcast is a three-stick production. It is produced, written, and hosted by me, Ria Mikado. Will is the emperor of sound, mixing, and editing, and is the talent behind all our original music.